Okay. Um, this uh, class is recorded, and we have a podcast. If you go to the church's website and go 4G Sunday School, you can listen to us. <laughs> that may not be a good thing, but anyway, <laughs> we do it anyway. <clears throat> Everything we know about the Christian life is in this book. Other people have written some nice things, some nice books, but this is the the Bible, and it's it's uh, where we need to be. I'm not promising nothing, y'all. <laughs> okay, Chuck. So we're we're uh, we're grateful. Uh, are, am I on? Or are you just looking? Okay. I'm still trying to figure it out. All right. So, other people have written some nice things, but this Bible is uh, what it's about. Uh, Chuck Swindoll, and this is going to be my primary teaching resource. Art does something different, but this will be mine. And, uh, this book was published in 2010 and as he was getting ready to publish it he uh, he uh, had a survey uh, with some high school students about the Bible and uh, he uh, or the, the author of the study said that because of so many things being changed in the Bible being moved in scripture and so forth and so on uh, and moved from schools he did a simple little test and uh, it's more so today I think than it was in 2010 alright beat they shall beat their swords into into what 63% couldn't answer that. The love of money is... 93% couldn't answer that. Pride goeth before a... 88 couldn't answer that. <clears throat> Some people thought that Sodom and Gomorrah were lovers. <laughs> The four Gospels were Matthew, Mark, Luther, and John. Eve was created from the apple. Moses baptized Jesus. And Jezebel was Rahab's donkey. So, to know the truth, and that's what we're about, and this is the only truth we have today. Regardless of what you see on TV or on the in internet or any place else, the truth is here. That's it. So as we open up, uh, we open up the the Bible this morning. The eleven years that Art and I've been going through the Bible verse by verse, and as Pastor Bobby does in, in his sermons and in in Wednesday night Bible study, more times than not. 
he takes it verse by verse, and we don't skip anything. Uh, it's amazing to me that the commentaries don't comment on the hard stuff. They comment on the easy stuff. But they don't comment on the hard stuff. Uh, but we, we, go, we, we go through that because that's what it is. Okay, Chuck, I'll just talk loud. So, <laughs> well, it, that's fine. Okay, so we'll uh, start with uh, what I've got there uh, in front of you. <clears throat> John's calling, as Art said last week, uh, John the Beloved, or the Apostle whom Jesus loved, is accredited to the Gospel of John the three epistles, and the book of Revelation. And it was, it, was all, uh, it was all mainly done while he was uh, pastor at Ephesus or on the Isle of Patmos, which was right off the coast of Ephesus. Um, we don't have any scripture back up that says that John was pastor at Ephesus. Pastor Bobby is going through Timothy now. And he's talking about Timothy going to be a pastor at, at Ephesus. But secular history and, and tradition tells us that, that John was the pastor later on there until his uh, later age. Okay. Matthew 4, 18, Now as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and he said to them follow me and I will make you fishers of men immediately they left their nets and followed him going on from there he saw two other brothers James the son of Zebedee and John his brother in the boat with Zebedee their father mending their nets he called them immediately they left their boat their father and followed him. Mark's account calls them the sons of thunder. And we know John. Uh, John knew the Lord very well. He, he, was, he, called, he was called John the Beloved at the cross. Uh, Jesus looked down and he says uh, to, to John, he says, take care of my mother. And he did until Mary's death. He uh, he lived with she lived with John. So um, John wrote about his relationship to Jesus in First John. We have it here. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we've seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was manifest. And we have seen and testify and proclaim to you eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifest to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ, these things we write so that our joy may be complete. So as John starts off the first epistle, uh, 
and he addresses his audience as little children. He says, let me tell you about my relationship with Jesus. And he says, I know him. I've heard it. I've seen it. I've touched it. And we proclaim it to you. So when we open up the Gospel of John, we hope to get through three verses today. If I don't get through three verses, we'll start next week. We'll finish them next week. So these are the three verses. I've, I've bowled them there for you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. So verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. Turn with me to your first Genesis 1. Those, those are, we, if I've got those listed there, you, if you'll follow them, we'll, we're going to look at a certain amount of Scripture this morning. <clears throat> In the beginning, God. That's the first words of our, our Bible, the beginning of creation. Verse 3, then God said. Verse 6, then God said. Verse 11, then God said. Verse 14, then God said. 20, then God said. 24, then God said. So, God literally spoke into existence the world. And it was His Word that did it. So, in the beginning, we, we don't know what we're doing, Art, so if you can tell us <laughs> what's going on. Okay. <clears throat> now, it's important what Bible you look at uh, let me see I'm uh, King James New King James carry on <laughs> the NIV the New American Standard Version all have these three three um, verses identical which is very unusual. Now, if you go into the Living Bible or to the message, you won't find that because they are paraphrased. They're not translations. New World Translation. That's our Jehovah's Witness friend. Let me read you the first verse of that. You can look in your scripture there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. That's the beginning of their problems. They deny the Son, and that is a, that is a mark of a cult. Any cult denies the Son. So in the beginning 
was the Word. The Word is Logos, uh, speaking a word or a message. Um, this was the beginning. And in the beginning was God. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now let's run. Hello. Is that better? Oh. Okay. Thank you, baby. All right. <clears throat> We're going to run these the scriptures that, that you see there um, uh, that I've listed. So um, somebody that wants to read ahead right quick, I'll let you read as we go through them. The first one is Job 38. <clears throat> Job 38, 4 through 11. Anybody want to read it? I got it. Go ahead. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds it, its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band. When I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors. When I said, this far you may come, but no further. And here your proud waves must stop. Okay. Have you ever wondered when you were at the beach? Why the water stopped where it did? <laughs> God did it. He said, I set the boundaries there. I laid them from the foundation of the earth. And he's telling Job, after all the problems that Job has went through with his friends, he says, you want to know where were you when I laid the foundations? God was there. We'll see some more. Psalms 90 Anybody got Psalms 90? Anybody? I can do it. Go ahead, honey. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You've been there from the very beginning. Before the mountains were born, you gave birth to the earth and the world. Isaiah 45. I got that one. Go ahead. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me about the things to come concerning my son, and you shall commit to me the work of my hands. It is I who made the earth and created man upon it. I stretched out the heavens with my hands, and I ordained all their host. And then 18... For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, He is the God who formed the earth and made it. He established it and did not create its waste place, but formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Isaiah repeated that from time to time. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Isaiah 40. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants 
are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. I love that last little bit. Not one is missing. From time to time you see the astronomers and people say, well, we've found this new and we've seen this new and we've... <laughs> the Lord knew that we're there all the time. He's got them named according to Scripture and he says not one of them is missing. And the first part of that verse, he talks about us, you know. The inhabitants are like grasshoppers. And he says... he. Verse 23, he reduces the rulers to nothing. You know? Who makes judges on the earth meaningless. Scarcely have we been planted, and scarcely have we been sown, and scarcely have we taken root on the earth, and we wither. You know? Eighty years. That's not a big thing to God, you know? He delayed something for 400 years. A thousand years is a day with the Lord. Isaiah 42. Okay. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by my hand and watch over you. And I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon, and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. I'm the Lord. I created the heavens and stretched them out. Okay, Hebrews 4. Anybody? Word of God is sharper than any sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit. Go back to verse 1 again. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. 
Genesis 1, 26, anyone? And God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our own our likeness. And let us then rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle and all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Okay. It's neat to know that when he said us, he's talking about the Trinity there. Exactly. That's our first little hint of the Trinity. Let us make man. God is three persons. Each person is fully God. But there's just one God. Jesus died for our sins as our atoning sacrifice. He came into the world at the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus. The Holy Spirit's primary goal in our lives if we know him is to convict us of sin God the Father he was with our our Jewish friends the Israelites in the fullness of time Jesus came a second part of the Trinity he came to save us, to be our sacrifice. We don't have anything good in us. It's Jesus alone plus nothing that we're saved. We take his righteousness because we don't have any upon us. So at the proper time, Jesus came in the world, second part of the Trinity, and, and he died on a cruel cross for us. We'll get into the role of the Holy Spirit in depth when we get into chapter 13, 14, 15, and 16. But he says, I must go. So the comforter, the paraclete, one who walks alongside, can come and be with you. So this is our, as Jerry said, this is our first hint of of the Trinity. Trinity is not mentioned in Scripture. And if you understand it, come talk to me about it, because I don't. <laughs> I believe it, and I know what I know. But to understand how God can be three in one is, uh, is amazing. Okay, John 15, uh, 17, 5. Who's got that? Okay, John says, glorify me before the, that, uh, excuse me, which I had with you before the world was. Revelation 19. Who's got that? And I saw that uh, heaven opened and behold a white horse, and he who sat on it is called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven 
clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on, a white ho on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that he, with it he may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a, a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And his eyes were a flame of fire. On his head were many diadems, and his name written on him, which no one knows except himself, clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. There will be a day, we don't know when, Jesus is coming back. He won't come as a baby this time, but he'll come as a, a judge. Verse 3. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come unto being. When Jesus sent out the 70 two by two, as recorded in Luke 10, <clears throat> he had given them authority to heal, cast out demons, and do what he had done. And they were amazed. And they said, even demons were subject to us in, in your name. And he said, he said, I was in heaven when Satan fell like lightning. And he said, don't be surprised at that or don't, don't be marveled at that, but marvel in the fact that your name is written in the book of life. Book of life. Hebrews chapter 1. Who's got Hebrews? I'm sorry, you're right. Colossians is first. Colossians 1. Anyone? Okay. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and un invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Yeah. This triune God was from the beginning. And Paul wrote, He is the image of the invisible God. For by Him things were created, both in heavens and earth, visible, invisible, <coughs> excuse me, thrones or dominion, <coughs> rulers or authority. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. This is John's, um, excuse me, Paul's saying of what John just wrote in verse 3. 
All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Now Hebrews 1. Anyone? I can read it. Okay. God, after he spoke long ago to the Father, to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, and these last days has spoken to us in his Son, who he appointed heirs of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he hath made purifications of sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as as much better as than much better than the angels, as he inherited a more excellent name than they. Thank you. The author of Hebrews starts off God he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many ways but in these last days has spoken to us through his son all things came into being by him and apart from him nothing and the writer of Hebrews says he's these last days he's spoken to us through his son. Through him he made the world. The radiance of his glory. The exact representation of his nature. Upholding all things by the word of his power. And when he made purification for sin he sat down at the majesty on high. It's through Jesus that we're saved. Apart from him, we're lost. Second Timothy 1, anyone? Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose, and a grace which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who abolished death and brought life and immortality to the light through the gospel. Okay. Thank you, Sharon. He saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but it's been revealed by the appearing of Jesus Christ who abolished death brought life and immortality to light through the gospel so when we started out in John here these first three three verses we're going to do today the deity of Jesus I think we've proved it through scripture uh, and that's our only source of truth is what we have in Scripture. Turn, if we, if you will, to John 20. Well, I've got it there. John, John 20, 31. Uh, this is the key verse for the book of John. And I'd like to, uh, to 
us <laughs> at the end of every Sunday school lesson if we can repeat this to our out loud and maybe by the end of six months when we get through this thing maybe we'll know it we'll see how 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 things go so uh, you've got it there in front of you all right read read it with me okay but these things have been written so that you may believe that jesus is the christ the son of god and that believing you may have life in his name. So that's, that's a key verse. And this is such a rich, rich verse. Now, what we passed out, uh, the outline, uh, that was taken from, uh, from Chuck Swindoll's site, uh, insight.org. And uh, I have written for permission to do, to... Uh, reproduce that uh, that uh, chart but I checked with my legal staff and uh, she said that down at the bottom that we had we had permission to do it because this wasn't a commercial venture so uh, that's kind of a, a guide so for the first 18 chapters or excuse me the first 18 verses are his deity and then we'll go We'll go on as we, as we see the rest of that. Okay. Questions. Comments. Criticisms. <laughs> right. I think John is a witness, so he he can speak with authority and uh, truth. Absolutely. He was there. You know, many many times that we've talked about, the, and he he himself, when we get through the scripture, the disciple whom Jesus loved. So, uh, okay, we're guest Jim. I was just thinking, I, I love how John picks up on this name of God. I don't recall if it's unique to John, but it's a thread through all of his uh, passages yeah. from the gospel to his epistles to Revelation. Jesus is the word. Yes. And we said earlier that in Genesis 1, we get the first hint you know, of plurality of, of Trinity uh, a little bit later in the chapter. But you emphasize it at the beginning. <laughs> Jesus was that spoken word that caused things right. to come into being. I loved teaching first graders years ago that God spoke. He just said the word. Yeah. And it was there. Except for one thing. Yeah. Um, I've uh, this systematic theology. This is Pastor Bobby has given all the teachers a copy of it, and uh, this is Art's copy, but he's put it back in here because he has he has a a book, and it's also on some of his computer so if you ever needed this come see it but let me read you a little bit that came out of that book and I've changed it a little bit all forms of the word of God of excuse me of all forms of the word of God our focus in this Sunday school class 
has been and always will be that I have anything to do with it will be our Bible. As we have in Joshua 1.8, and this is, uh, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. We, we read so much, and our minds are cluttered with so much. When we come back to this book, the truth... If you read it before you go to bed, when you pray, you'll have better dreams than you did if you read some crime novel, I promise. Okay. Hey, anything else? You mission serve folks, we're glad to have you. I hope your week is successful and safe, and, and, uh, and uh, I, th I think we're basically turning the church over to you, aren't we? <laughs> Pretty much. We're grateful. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Chuck's Chuck's worked hard. Uh, I'm glad the kitchen situation worked out. So that's good. Okay. Nothing else. We'll, we'll be dismissed, and we'll we'll go to the other. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. And as we go from this place, we ask that when we um, go to the next service, we ask that. Everything that's said and done, every song sung, every prayer prayed, every word preached, that you will bring honor and glory to yourself. And we thank you for what you are. Bless this group that's going to be here this week. Bless their comings and goings. And again, Lord, keep them safe from harm and danger. Be with them. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.